Mancini's Game Breakers Here comes Duke with the sound by Saviors It's the veteran gamers It's the veteran gamers It's the veteran gamers It's the veteran gamers that console off before you have to press repeat, yo. EGX Res 2019. By accident. By accident. By <laughs> accident. Yeah. Uh, because, well, people know, I guess, that I, by accident, got a press pass for an event that I thought was EGX in, like, September or October, whatever the hell it is now. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't. I got a press pass for Res by mistake. Yeah, and then you come and go because, because of work, because of work commitments, and then you could go. Yeah, so we're going. So now we're going. Yeah, to rest. Yeah, it's going to be weird because um, normally we meet up with loads of people. But usually it's a planned thing. Yeah, yeah. This is like unplanned. I feel like we're cheating on everyone. I know it's weird, isn't it? But we have told people. Yeah, I did. Well, I vaguely mentioned rather than we have to actually talk to each other. Yeah, we're, and, and developers, we're going to talk to developers today, aren't we? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, we're going to actually go and do game stuff for once. I mean, I don't think we've properly done game stuff at EGX for years, have we? Really? Not really. I think. I think my plan is um, I want to get some interviews with developers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try and do obviously Dreams is there again, which I'm excited to see. See if it's changed at all or whether it's just the same stuff we got at EGX last year. But I'll also, if the developers there, I can sort of get a bit of an update on how things are going. And also get a word in for me early access stuff, you know, see if I can like sh- shimmy down along sort of a bit. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a code. Give me personal email address. You've got, you know? you got, you got the disc in your bag? Yeah, you can borrow it for a bit. I'll send it back through the post with all the delivery. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm quite looking forward to it because I think dreams. Yeah, I think Little Big Planet kind of started the whole create your own stuff thing, but never really fulfilled its promise. That's no, that's wrong. No, I don't think you did. That's wrong. Why? You are wrong. No, I don't. Have you seen some of the shit people make? I do, but. When was the last time you heard someone talk about it? When was the last time a little bit of Planet Camera? Yeah, but that's not the point. It's not the point. No. Because I think You're although you... No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Because, it's right, no, no, listen. Listen to what I'm saying, right? Although Little Big Planet 2 sort of evolved the first game and there was more stuff you could do with it, it was still limited. It was still, to an extent, it was still limited. Whereas I think Dreams is going to be a whole lot more open and versatile and I think... Well, yeah, but that wasn't their vision for Little Big Planet. Yeah, but I think, I think you know, they've sort of started the ball rolling and now they're going to fulfil the promise. Their vision for Little Big Planet was to make platformers. The vision for Dreams is just to make games. Yeah, but that's what they've been working towards. Yeah, but, like... That's what you, the, you're that's saying what Little Big Planet was a failure, it wasn't. I never said that. You just said I didn't say Little Big Planet is the worst game you've ever played. <laughs> didn't. Anyone who plays it should go to hell. What I said was that Little Big Planet started the ball rolling in a very good way, but it didn't quite fulfil the promise. 
What promise? The promise Whose promise? of creating your own games. Well, that, that wasn't their promise? Yeah, it was. It was. Even creating dream, your own platform. Dream play creator, whatever yeah. the hell it Platformers. was. Platformers? No, it wasn't. Of course it was. Don't All right. I don't have to spell it, because... No, it was. If you, even if you look at Little Bank Planet 2, a lot of the community created stuff isn't platformers. They've created all sorts of crazy stuff. Mm. So you're wrong. Snooker, yeah, you've only seen Snooker Man, aren't you? How did that come about? How did they, did they just send you a random email? No, no, it's nothing official. It's just the, the snooker people, the mm. person, just for the listeners, there's a snooker game coming out. And it's the first one in seven years. And you love snooker. And I do like snooker. So is this like an indie game snooker, or is this it's, like it's an a, official it's snooker a, snooker? It's an official snooker game. So is it licensed? Yep. So you got the players and yep. everything? But it's only a small developer, and they're a British developer, and they're published yeah. by Sega. And it probably doesn't cost anything for snooker, no, <laughs> snooker licenses no, it's probably about anymore. four quid to make. <laughs> how uh, much does it cost for Steve Davis? Yeah, yeah. Judge Trump, how much, how much do you want? I'll just give me a bag of chips. I don't mind old players, you know, we could have uh, Ray Reardon. Yeah, Ray Reardon, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, Cliff Thorburn. Cliff Thorburn. Yeah. It's old school, it's old school. Uh, the American listeners are lost. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a snooker game, which is... Which is like snooker is basically pool on hard mode. It is, it is. That's it? true. On a, on a double sized table. Yes. So, um, so I'm going to go up to him. I'm gonna, this is my plan. I'm going to go up to him and go, listen, I love snooker. Snooker's one of my favourite things in the world. You do like but, snooker games? But snooker's fucking boring. Right? <laughs> how have you made it exciting? <laughs> Do you remember when we were talking about how you could make a snooker game more? It said, like, exploding balls and stuff. I honestly think my <laughs> VR game, where you make a snooker game, yeah. the other person, when he's when the other person's not playing, their job is to put them off. Yeah, do, you can, do, you can pick, up, like, stuff. pick up props and, <laughs> and, like, you know, like big massive dildos and stuff. And I want to make sure about that. <laughs> that in dreams. Let's see if you can do it. Let's see if you can pull it, it off. Literally. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, that's it. We're gonna play some Switch now. Yeah, let's play some Switch. Snooker. So, Chinny. Yes. Hello. We have arrived in London. We're in London. We're at Dello Street in London. I've not been here since the last time EGX was in London. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's, uh, I was. I came to. Um, I don't know if it was last year's rest. No, I came, I came, no, no, no. It was, it was the, the year before. before I, took, I, I brought. The, I brought my niece and nephew and my other niece. And my brother. Yeah, you did, yeah. And Shell. You can yeah. tell we're in London. Yeah, you um, can. Um, yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to the indie developers, really. Yeah, well, to be fair, we, that's, where we, that's where we tend to hang out at the proper EJX most of the time, yeah, anyway. you can get on them. So, it's not going to be much different, really, is it? No, I don't think so. It's a weird building, though. I'll be interested to see what you think of the building. Yeah, I've never seen it. But if you want to see it, then you can check out the video that will come out on the Veteran Gamers YouTube channel. In about two years. About two years. Hello, I'm with Joel. Uh, so do you want to tell us who you are and about your game? Sure, I'm Joel Hockelax. I'm a game designer for Storm and Teacup. We've made Close to the Sun. Okay, so tell me a bit about the game. What's it all about? So imagine a world in which Nikola Tesla was massively successful. A world in which he did not get screwed over by Edison. Where all of Nikola Tesla's ingenuity, all of his genius, all of his creativity came to full fruition. So things like the death ray, things like free energy transmitted wireless through the air, uh, all of these things that he aspired to has come 
for real this time around. Okay. So, Close to the Sun is basically a first-person horror adventure set in that time period, or alternate take on history. We're not leaning into the horror quite as much as you would expect from other horror games such as Soma or Outlast or Layers of Fear. We're using horror more as a way to keep players on their toes, just to uh, keep some tension going. So let me ask you, I mean, it, it, there were no weapons in the in the demo that I played. Is that going to be something, or is it literally no weapons, hide in a cupboard sort of thing? Correct. You either run or you die. Uh, okay. Think on your feet, make split-second decisions, or get killed in various brutal, horrible ways. Now, I've got to ask you a little bit about the aesthetics, because it feels very much like Bioshock. Yeah. So, so tell me a bit about that. Was it, I'm assuming that was an influence for the game. To be fair, not initially. I mean, we're a small indie studio. We never thought that we would be able to punch that high above our weight class. Um, initially, when we started off, we were aiming for projects such as Layers of Fear or Soma. Which, I mean, even those projects had longer development times than, than us. So that were our aspirations early on. But as our kind of historical setting came to be, as our early brainstorming sessions were, were kind of finalized, uh, if Nikola Tesla were to build a massive floating laboratory, such as the Helios, then he would use the architectural styles of Art Nouveau, Art Deco, and it just so happens that our artists did a phenomenal job. It looks amazing. At, I mean, I've yeah. got to say, it's hugely polished. I mean, it looks Thank fantastic. You. Plays well, and the uh, the voice acting is really, really yeah, good. Yeah, the voice acting is great. Uh, we're we're super thrilled with the voice acting of uh, uh, Tesla himself and the. Uh, player character Rose. I'll be honest, if I, was, if I was playing this, I wouldn't think it was an indie game. You know, well, if you, you know, obviously, that, if I didn't that, know, that if I didn't know, made him, I, you know, I'm thinking, you. I'm thinking like, you know, this feels like a triple A game, you know, to All play right. and the way it looks and moves. Thank you. And the voice acting, like I say, is excellent because what, what I tend to find is when you play quite a few of the more uh, story-driven indie games, the voice acting doesn't tend to be as professional and can sound a little bit wooden. Right, right, right. No, we, we found a really good uh, studio here in London, so voices who helped us uh, find the talent and get the, the script that we wrote into uh, a proper production that we feel content with. So how long has this been in development for now then? A little over two years now. Okay, so who initially came up with the ideas then for the story? Well, uh, the, this world and the lore and, and the setting was a team effort where we're just shooting ideas and eventually landing on something uh, that just referenced itself. Once we had Nikola Tesla in place, for example, he's such a fascinating character that you can poke at him from any angle and something interesting will fall out. And it seems a little bit mad in the game. Sure. Maybe not quite all there anymore. Uh, well, maybe. I must yeah. admit, I, did, I, I actually wanted to stop playing because I want to wait till he comes out now to actually play the full game yeah. rather than well, play too you, much you of it. it. Yeah, you, yeah you I don't want to play too much. No, exactly. And you won't have to wait that long either. So when's it due to release then? Really soon. Uh, we should have a release date coming out this week. With so I'm assuming you've got the full on. game working then to the end and everything. So yeah, that's exactly. all done. It, it's all about polish now. So uh, It looks pretty polished already. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, 
So release date should probably be in early May. Uh, I don't know the exact date. I just know that the window for polish is shrinking rapidly. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, release is just around the corner. I had heard about this before I came as it goes. I have been following some of the stuff on it because I like right. the look of the aesthetic. So having played it now, I feel pretty confident it's going to be a good game. All right, thank you. Yeah, so anyway. I, I, hope, I hope that it is. <laughs> well, thanks for talking to us and uh, good luck and I hope it, it launches well. I'll be definitely playing it. Awesome. So, yeah, very impressed. Well, see, just to just we should check. What's it coming out on? It's coming out initially on the Epic Game Store um, and later in the autumn on consoles, um, Xbox and PlayStation. Okay, there we go. Brilliant. Thanks ever much for your time. Thanks. Thanks John. Have a great day, and I hope it goes really well for launch. So uh, I'm with. Uh, what's your name? My name's Colin Anderson. I'm from Earthbound Games. Colin, uh, you just told me you are a veteran gamer. I am. You know, you've been in the game, playing I've, games through all the old games. Tell me the oldest yeah. game you remember. What's the oldest game I remember is probably oh, there's adventure on the 2600 count. Okay, you're in our tribe. Oh yeah, you're good. Totally. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You, you, basically, we're old. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting comfortable with it. Look now. at these okay. kids looking around with their Fortnites oh. and their and their and their I don't, their pogs. Big, I don't know what kids are into these days. No, I, I'm hoping they're into Axiom Soccer because that's what we're making just now. That's what so, we're talking about today. Yeah. You are a developer on uh, I can't pronounce it. Axi- Axiom Soccer. Axiom yeah. Soccer. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, you've picked the right person here because I'm a okay. massive Rocket League fan. Then fantastic. We have just made your world better because we have just extended the Rocket League genre. Oh my god, because yeah. people go, oh, there's Battle Royales coming out, everybody, yep. every orifice, every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. But the Rocket League genre, on the mobile phones, you can get a bad Rocket League. Indeed. But you can't get a good Rocket League on the PC, really. Well, you can now. You can because now. essentially what we've done is we have taken... The, the same setting that Rocket League has, which yeah. is a, a football stadium, uh-huh. and we have adapted the shooter mechanic for it. Sure. So in the same way that, that Rocket League is essentially a driving game yeah. set in a football stadium, yeah. this is a third-person shooter set in a football stadium. And, so and that's, you, that's the DNA it, it shares with Rocket League. You can tr- instead of a car, it's a drone. Yes, uh-huh. so uh, it strafes, you can go, it's, it's WASD you know, yeah. and, and mouse to the ground, so it, it behaves exactly as a third-person shooter as exactly. you should expect it to. Yeah, and it's pretty, pretty uh, the one thing that, 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 that sort of popped out of me straight away is you can shoot yes Uh, but you can't shoot the other person yet well do you know we actually spent quite a bit designing that because we had a lot of arguments internally when we were were making that because a lot of people were were like we want to know so we we wanted to shoot other people because it's good fun right yeah shooting people in the face is fun always (laughs) but the the difficulty is it's fun when you do it to people not so much fun when people are doing it to you whilst you're lining up your shot you know it's a bit like somebody when you go to take a, a shot at pool yeah, and somebody just nudges you. Yes. Uh, just as you're taking yeah, shot. It's fun for them. Like yeah. And is this a kind of thing of um, the people think they know what they want, but they actually fucking don't know what they want? Well, I, I wouldn't like to be quite as prescriptive as. Yeah, I'll do it for you, Colin. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> it true. is pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it. But it, it, we're it, saving people from themselves. So it's, it's Rocket League. What you can use the gun for is to control the ball. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you've got different weapons. You've got yep. like a standard shooter on the left click. Yeah. Do you want right. to tell us about the yeah. right click weapons? Yeah. So you've got five weapons in total. You've yeah. Got your main cannon, which which is actually a charge shot, so yeah. you can you can use it just stand 
defender just to tap the ball, sure. or you can you can really chuck, uh, hold it down if you want to do a bit more of a blast. Yeah, yeah. But then you've got your secondary weapons. You've got four secondary weapons, and they all take some inspiration from tactics that you try to use in football. So the machine gun allows you to dribble. That that gives you the ability okay, to dribble the ball, yeah, yeah. so you can keep it close to you, and, and uh, so it doesn't doesn't get away from you as it would if you sure. use the main cannon. You've got the shotgun, which is close range yeah. and allows you to swerve the ball, so you can do the bend it like. Oh, I didn't moment. spot that. Ah, see, see, this, there this you is, go. This is the thing. We're, we're saying people get a little bit blasé about it because they look at it and they automatically assume oh, it's rocket league. That's rocket league. So they expect it yeah. to be quite a casual experience, sure. but it's a lot more. There's a lot more depth to it. We're, we're kind of referring it to it as the the Dark Souls version of Rocket League. There's okay. a lot more depth to it than, uh-huh. than people first expect. Then you've got grenades, which. Um, which is an area effect weapon. And I that, like that. Well, what I like about that one is it's designed for those moments when you're chasing the ball, it's heading back towards your net, yes. and you drop a grenade in front, it shoots yeah. it back over yeah, your shoulder, yeah, yeah, and yeah. suddenly it puts your, your opponent on the back foot. And yeah. then the fourth one is what we call the deactivator. If the ball's rolling and you hit it with the deactivator, it will literally yeah. stop dead. Spotted that one. Yep. And the good thing about that is that works really well in multiplayer, because mm-hmm. you can wait till the ball's rolling up across your opponent's net line. Yep. Stop it, and your your teammate can blast Instead it. Instead of rocket league, where you just miss it, and then yeah. you end up in the goal. Yeah, and look and like chase it, chase you can stop it. Yeah. Uh, the other cool, the, the different thing about it, mm-hmm. uh, if we want to separate it from rocket league, is mm-hmm. there's there's a goalkeeper mechanic in it. There is, and, and again, that came out of the the aspect of because it's a shooter and you have a pointer essentially with yeah. the reticle that you're, you use to shoot yeah. it allows you to have these these slightly different mechanics sure. and that slight difference just evolves in all sorts of ways that yeah, you first yeah, you don't yeah. expect but our, our creative director Chris Stamp who came up with the original concept for it he invented that goalkeeper mechanic and yeah. as soon as he put it in everybody's just like oh brilliant yeah. like it that. just saves it's, a, it's your last lifeline isn't it it, really? it is it's exactly that and it also gives you the ability to do really dramatic moments like penalty shoot Outs, yeah. which you can't, you can't do, do yeah. that in Rocket League oh, yeah, but you've got, you've got this so, so the game the game progresses in a different way sure. in that we can end with these yeah. really tense uh, penalty shootouts if, yeah it's, if it's kind of like it. stick with me on this comparison okay I'm going to go with this it's kind of like you know in Back to the Future uh huh right. yeah I remember that <laughs> you know when Biff creates an alternative timeline yes right it's kind of like Rocket League ah uh, right yeah. and then you've created this alternative timeline That's and you're just spinning off yeah that is a great analogy thank you very I, much I wondered where you were going but you got it <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I try and work back to the future in every conversation I have. <laughs> All right, it's really hard at dinner parties, yep, but it worked yep, today. Yep. Uh, Colin, thanks so much. When Pleasure. will it be out? It's coming to Steam on Thursday, April the 11th. So that's actually next Thursday. Actually we're, right, next we're, week. We're yeah, speaking very and is it, It's is going to be free. Free? Yes, it's, we're making it completely free. And yeah. the idea is it's essentially an open beta we're putting into. Okay. We, we need feedback from players to let you us know feedback. what it is that they're they're enjoying what it's lacking we really want to work with the community we've got a discord server that, that is that the best tech. place to give feedback yeah, if, if you want to give us grief or tell us what yeah. we should have done instead <laughs> yeah. please come to the discord i'm sure they will, they will yeah, i'm sure they will we're counting on it yeah Colin, and if, yeah if they can if they can come there and tell us what we've done wrong we'd love to hear it <laughs> yeah uh, for me like for, for people to tell me what i've done wrong that would be oh, a long yeah. long list yeah we, we've we've gone for the extra servers yeah just, just <laughs> yeah back it all up. Yeah. Colin, thanks so much. Pleasure. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, mate.
We've, we've been here about an hour and a half, something like we that. Uh, we played some games. Yeah, I played snooker. I played my snooker game. We played Axiom uh, Soccer. I tried to get an interview with him, but he, he, he kind of... No, he, was, he sort of all about like, brushed you away. He brushed me away when he says, somebody else will come back in 10 minutes. So I will try and get that. Right. Um, yeah, you've got to do it now. I've got to do it now. Yeah, I've got to do it Said you were going to. We're in a different section now. It's, I'm, and we've got a new listener. We've got, we got we had one supposedly. more subscriber. Close. Yeah, a new we listener. Yeah, so we have. All we've got to do is just for, force people to subscribe. Yeah, just do that. We'll just tell them. We'll improve it. Subscribe to us. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, well, this. This. A lot of. I'm seeing a lot of familiar. We're in games merch. Here. There's loads of merch. Double pug. Um, I saw that at EGX last year. Yeah. Beyond Blue is here. Um, there's a familiar games. Wow. Do you want? Do you want, a, do you want a plastic sword for 25 quid? I fucking do. Let's do it. Hi, I'm talking to Matt here from Archway Interactive. Hello. Uh, EGX Res this year, so tell us a little bit about your game. Um, so this is Meridian Line. It's a first-person navigational thriller uh, set on an underground rail network in London. And basically the idea is that he plays a girl called Alice, whose brother's an urban explorer. So he's uh, his passion is to go into the underground and explore all of the abandoned tube stations and the ghost stations and kind of all the, the maintenance tunnels and all the, all the really weird and interesting bits of the London underground that you normally don't get to see right uh, but he's gone missing did, he, did these actually exist in real they life they do there's, there's acres and acres of stuff under London that nobody has any there's like there's an entire miniature subway called the mail rail they got they got disused which Royal Mail used to use for ferrying wow, post about that's kind of cool there's like little toy trains it's crazy so let me ask you I've got to ask you as part of your research have you been in these places or um, been down to any Dave our um, the, 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 the lead he's it done, to be asked he, yeah no he's, he's done like literally every single tour of, of of abandoned tube stations that you can do um, the guy's well into it. he's got an entire bookcase at home just full of books Isn't about kind of scarily into it <laughs> yeah yeah sounds a bit scary no, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, is that where he hangs little, out at yeah night? he's kind of he's, you know but he's harmless you know he's, <laughs> he's harm unless you meet him in the underground the abandoned <laughs> yeah, station yeah, yeah. it's all good <laughs> Um, I've got to say, aesthetically, it looks great. Thanks. It does. It does look yeah, like yeah. the underground. We've, we've had. We, we've of... been on there this morning. Yeah, well, <laughs> we wonder. We wonder, like, because obviously this, this went down a storm in Birmingham at the last EGX. But we wonder if it's going to be like a little bit of a busman's holiday for for Londoners. You know, they just. Would I want a game when I'm on the underground? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I've just got off. I've just well, got over off. Over there, the there's bus simulator. So right, yeah. yeah. No, this is empty. Yeah. 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 I say it's oh, missing I, all I, the bored-looking people. I know you. You know, a lot of people see this as a luxury like an entire tube station to themselves so basically your brother's gone missing then so your brother's gone missing yeah, yeah. You, you, you go into the London Underground Network late at night or the Underground it's not, it's not the London Underground yeah. for legal has reasons. to be late at night exactly. though for the scary factor absolutely and um, you follow in his footsteps to try and find out what's happened to him right. and in exploring uh, the network basically you end up acquiring the skills and the tools to become an urban explorer yourself so you kind of learn how it all works, and as you get. So let I've got to. Oh, I've got to stop you there and ask you another question. Yes. So, do people do this in real life? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 become particularly. It's like LARPing, isn't it? It's, it's, it's crazy stuff. Like um, there was a bunch of guys called the Consolidation Crew a few years ago who basically managed to document almost all of the uh, spaces underneath London that, that nobody had ever seen like there's a Kingsway Telephone Exchange, the Mail Rail. There's like there's Churchill's old war bunker. 
down there. Like, there's there's loads and loads of crazy stuff. And so they go and they go in and take photographs of it and post it online. So, so, people, so is any of this sort of law in the game then? Is it? Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're trying to kind of work a lot of that kind of stuff in. So you'll you'll find messages and stuff from from other urban explorers. Like we we have a mechanic here where you can get a black light and check yeah, the walls. Yeah. So other urban explorers will write messages in UV ink on the walls that you'll be able to discover. And so there'll be bits of lore and clues and that kind of thing. I'm uh, super interested. I love I love the look of it. I think it's great. So let me let me ask you, playing the game, how long will it take to finish then? What's the, the sort of At play the minute, you're we're, we're thinking probably it's going to be like a four to five hour experience, maybe Fine. something like that. You know, it'll be it'll be story driven. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like there'll be four main uh, like lines on the on the rail okay. network that you will progressively unlock and be able to explore. So let me ask, any any enemies in the game, or is it literally it, just going to be exploring, finding your brother? It's there's. Can't really discuss a lot of that right now, but oh, it, what, oh, I can tell you, it will, oh. no. <laughs> it, what, it, what it won't be, it will not be like zombies chasing you around the London. Yeah, you're not like, going to be hiding in cupboards. No, it's, 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 it's not very realistic then. But no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What about a werewolf? Is there a werewolf going to There is no up? werewolf, unfortunately, no. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. But we're saying it's we're going for a thriller rather than a horror experience. Yeah, So it's yeah, not yeah, about yeah. survival, it's about, it's about, it's about finding navigation, out what puzzling, brother, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and the kind of the, just the general intrigue of exploring these these spaces, really. It looks pretty cool. I'm looking forward to... Uh, I've, got my, I've got my ticket stamped. Ticket, yeah. I've got my ticket stamped to play the demo. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. Thanks very much. Well, thanks, Matt, for talking to us. It looks great. So, yeah, it's great. Thank you. Cheers. Uh, and with Danny here from Delve Interactive, who's got his game Change, Homeless Survival Experience. So tell us a bit about your game then and how it all came about. Yeah, so Change is uh, an emotional roguelike kind of experience um, where you start out dropped into the streets, homeless suddenly, and you have to develop your character and escape to a new life while the street's always trying to pull you back down. It's an uh, abstract narrative kind of experience, so it's always randomly generated and anything can happen. Um, we started making the game because of our first game Poncho and how badly that failed okay um, yeah so, we so what sort of game was that then that was a puzzle platformer completely different from this um, but yeah we took out loans quit our jobs all the stuff you're not meant to do wow uh, so when it failed we were realised without friends and family and the ability to couch surf we would have been on the street and that's right um, so that's the inspiration for yeah, this that's a big eye opener this could have been you is that what you're exactly, saying exactly so as soon as, when we got that um, I was inspired to start creating something uh, especially with homelessness on the rise and all the negative stigma around homelessness uh, so the first two years we were just prototyping researching until we felt confident we could do it right and then the last two years it's just been a complete obsession and taken over my life yeah just <laughs> actually getting the game made and yeah, sort of yeah. coming together yeah that's quite quite interesting that like you know the inspiration came from you being in that place where you were worried that might happen so how how did you go about the research and you talked to lots of homeless people and sort of get their stories yeah well we actually realised with uh, research that um, probably the biggest factor in terms of homelessness is mental health right um, so uh, we didn't approach many homeless directly on the streets but former homeless we managed to talk to quite a few of them and get feedback from them on the game and it's all been positive so far um, which is amazing because I was terribly anxious for a very long time uh, but a lot of most of our research came from studies done by charity organisations right. and things uh, it took us a long time before we felt we could do it right but um, yeah once we got there we just got straight in and began writing and 
now it feels like we're walking the line just right. You're walking the line. So I'm, I'm guessing that there's a happy ending, is there, to the game? Is there a happy or is it multiple? Possible. There's multiple endings. Yeah, it's so, yeah, so the aim of the game is to try and escape to a new life. Yeah. So you're trying to get a deposit for a place to rent and find a job. But these things are so difficult. The street's always trying to pull you back yeah, down. with the stigma and everything. The stigma, like you're trying to find kindness, but people could be unkind and things could, anything can happen. It could just be like, you could be walking along and someone will tell you something about you get depressed and if you're depressed you can't do certain things so you're trying to get out of that depression maybe have a beer just to get through the day and suddenly you're falling into alcoholism just to get through and cope that's the kind of game it is we want to show why people turn to drink and things as well as there's just a whole variety of issues in this game well good luck anyway and I hope that it goes I'm part of the podcast as well oh no you're not Um, I've just played the game Change in question and I was shocked sorry what's your name oh Danny 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 Uh, Danny, I was shocked at how how quickly I was begging for shit and going I haven't asked that person Mm. uh, for money come back here you bastard alright give me some money and it does put you in the a little bit of a mind change exactly exactly. of like I've got to okay because when you turn it into a gameplay system right it's like, okay, everybody who walks past, I'm just going to ask. All right? Which is what homeless people do. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then I was like, I need, I need cash, I need cash, I need cash. It was quite interesting. And then I got a dog. You got a dog? I got a dog. Oh. Yeah. And then that brings in more money because people are like, oh. So then yeah, you but then you've got to feed your dog. Gotta feed, yeah, I don't have you've to. You've got to pay money to feed the dog. the dog when I've got the money. Wow. Uh, wow, you're heartless. Uh, we're, we're a big fan of the RSPCA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was interesting. It was interesting, Danny. Thank oh, you thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, appreciate it. Good. Go. Well, thanks for talking to us, and like I say, oh, good no luck. Worries. And uh, yeah, I hope it goes really well yeah. for you when it comes out of early access. Thank you. I'm standing here with... Um, Holly from Ripstone. Uh, Holly from Ripstone. Now, Holly, I'm a massive snooker fan. It's a bit of an in-joke on the podcast, right? Okay. That uh, I'm a big fan of snooker, right? I'm not, I'm not joking you. This is the no gag coming here. I've knocked 111 breaking. There, right? there, there are no jokes about being a fan of snooker. It's no, it's it's no joke. It's, it's no, no joke. joke. I've played Matthew Stevens and Paul okay. Hunter. I know, okay. I know my thing, but everybody laughs at me for liking this game. Right? Right? But I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. It's been seven years. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck have you been? I know. I, where have we been? Uh, In the nicest possible way. But we're As a here fan, now. We're yes. here now. So yeah. we're, we're working with Lab 42, the amazing yes. dev team. We're working with World Snooker. We've yeah. got all the players, all the drama, all the tournaments. 128 yeah. pro players. Yeah. Um, every single one. Full from license. Ronnie, full license. Everything. Everything you want from a snooker everything game. you need. We've got it. So yeah, it's all good. We're here now. And that's what counts. I'm not being ironic. I'm a massive snooker fan. Uh, but, the, but the thing is, what's going to set this different from the others? Because let's face it. Mm-hmm. Snooker, I get a lot of slack for about. It's not the most exciting sport in the world, mm-hmm. but I love it. But what, what have you done to the game to make it a little bit more exciting? What was changed since the last one? Yeah, so obviously now we're working in Unreal Engine, which gives us the opportunity to make the game look absolutely beautiful. So that's we, new? Yeah, I mean, okay. so the last game was 2011, right? right. Things have moved on a lot from, from where we were in 2011. Yeah. So yeah, we've got like true-to-life players. We head scanned, I think, near to 100 of the pro players um, using 80-camera rigs to get right. full captures of their head, and yeah. then we put them in-game. So they're looking as realistic 
realistic as they possibly can. Yeah. Um, the team at Lab 42 have built a bespoke physics engine that plugs into Unreal. So yeah. the physics are, again, as real as we've ever seen in a snooker simulation. Okay. Um, we've got online tournaments that run in real time with the real World Snooker Tour. So when the World Championships start on the 20th of April, you, you can, can jump play. in. You yeah, can play. Yeah, ah, absolutely. See. That's new, isn't it? Yeah. As, I haven't as, heard that That's before. brand new, yeah. Oh, okay. Absolutely brand okay. new. And, and, and it's, it's coming out when? Sorry, it's coming... Yeah, so it's launching on the 17th of April on PC, PS4, Xbox One, coming to Nintendo Switch this spring. Coming to the Switch as well. Coming You'll be happy, Switch, Stu. Yeah, yeah, we can miss Switch out. Yeah. And pre-orders are available right now on PS4 and Xbox One. This, this is my idea, right? Mm-hmm. I, and I've never had a chance to relay my idea. Okay, I'm ready for right. it. Are you ready for I'm it? ready, I'm so brace ready. Brace yourself. I'm ready, I'm braced. Um, as you know, right, what I do when I play snooker is mm-hmm. when the other person's potting balls, yeah. I can't do anything, right? Okay. They're, they're, they're potting balls, there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted a game, and you probably couldn't do it on a licensed version of it, where you could put the other person off. Right, I've got you. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I've so, like, it. you're sitting there, they're potting away. You could poke them with your cue. You can poke them with yeah. the cue. Okay, you can like get it. inappropriate objects in front of them. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm sure you can think of some. But, like, it's, it's, just, it's just a case of, like, what can I do to put them off to make sure they miss right that's the only thing I could do because when you play this game online Mm -hmm. a lot of it is pretty much talking to each other yeah uh, and watching the other person um, hopefully lose yeah well yeah I mean I know this game's very realistic because I lost and got beaten by a lot of brain snooker is hard in the real world it's pool in hard mode yeah that's what I I like that yeah Yeah. that's good Uh, snooker is hard in the real world and we wanted to make it authentic it is it's hard in snooker 19 can you put this putting off the other player feature in tomorrow could we do this I mean for you I'll talk to the development team. <laughs> yes. I'll have a word. Have a word. Uh, not confirmed. Not confirmed. Not confirmed. Talk to me about working with the snooker license. Yeah. Okay, so World Snooker are amazing. Yeah. Um, of course. Of course. And <laughs> it sounds like I have to say that. Yeah. I kind of do, but I mean it. <laughs> yeah. Working with World Snooker has There's been... There's a person behind you amazing. from World Snooker <laughs> with a gun. No, <laughs> no I, I'm being absolutely sincere and serious. Yeah. Working with World Snooker has been incredible. They're yeah. so supportive. Yeah. They have given us access access to every single pro player to get them in-game um, we've had full access to every tournament every arena uh, floor plans of every arena so that we can model them in-game and make them exactly as they are in the real world I want to hear the challenges though I mean it's, it's got to be hard to work with something where you've got to stick to everything what, what are the, some of the challenges I mean so I wouldn't call them challenges because yeah. World Snooker are so willing and ready for this yeah. game to come out for Snooker 19 to be here and yeah. be in development yeah. that they're open to our suggestions that when we said to them model 128 players is gonna be hard for us they yeah. said what can we do and we said oh, really? well we thought about maybe scanning their heads and having 80 camera rigs and they were like yeah and they said yeah when do you want yeah, to yeah 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 I've got, I've, got, I've got Ronnie on the phone now honestly <laughs> and we went out to tournaments and they brought the players to us and yeah. they sat them down and we explained about the game and, and that's the, how they're in there what were the players reactions to the game to the games yeah amazing so yeah. not every player there's 128 of them not every no. player has played it yet no uh, but we had Sean Murphy who's in top 20 yeah. he came down to Lab 42 and played it yeah. uh, he actually told us that he thinks Snooker 19 should be used as a training tool for up really? players yeah because good old the, Sean uh, I know yeah. good Sean he didn't even have to say that and he no. said it on camera bless him good. bless him um, but yeah because of the way we've uh, we've developed our aiming aids we yeah. have the projection of the cue ball yes so that's quite a unique feature that hasn't been seen also the, 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 the sorry to cut you off but the, the, the object ball like the spread of the, 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 the line of the object ball yeah, is quite difficult yeah, it's not exact, and no. depending on the difficulty of the shot that you're attempting, if you're applying side, if you're applying spin, mm-hmm. um, 
that fan is going to continue to widen. Um, and that started to annoy me. Yeah, I mean, maybe you need to play some more. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, so it, it is difficult. But yeah, so Sean it's Murphy good. is an absolute abs- advocate for the game and he thinks that it's going to be helpful for up-and-coming players, maybe like yourself. Well, I'm, th- I'm far too old for that now, but never mind. Thank you, Ollie. Oh, thank you so much. Stuart Fowler. Yes, Mike Chin. <laughs> We're in, we've sold out. We're in the press area. We are. Because they have seats. We can sit down. Uh, it can be sort of comfy. Yes. Although I must admit, it took me a bit to get up onto this weird chair that I'm on. I know, it's, yeah. it's a little bit wobbly. That was quite enjoyable to watch, actually. <laughs> it was um, like an old man getting onto a chair. We just played Dreams. We did. The weird thing is, I played Dreams creative mode. Yeah. And I just played the play mode. So the creative mode, the the mode that I played was very strange. Right? We're talking all. Are you just staring at yourself? The mode that I played. So so basically, I played a very very wishy-washy tutorial. Yeah, did you, not, did you not like it then? Did you think it was not very well, good? It, like, it, it, most of what I played was a tutorial, to be honest. Yeah, but that's what it was meant to be, creative mode. It was meant to show you how to create I know, something. but like, it literally said, this is a controller. Yeah. This is what a button is. Yeah. Here's how you move. Yeah. And by the time I got to like, oh, I'm actually moving something. It went, time's up. Right, time's up. Get the fuck out. Um, but what I, was, like, I was moving some stairs. Yeah. Right? And it was so difficult I did see that you was you were struggling was, to position was, them. It was tough. In, in, you were meant to position them in an outline that was already preset for you yeah, to do it, wasn't it? Was, it? it was tough. And um, when you, I watched a lot of developers play with it and do it, and I'm like, maybe they're just so used to it. Maybe you're just rubbish. No, but, but, it's like, but they're so used to it, they move it really quickly on the stream, and it make, they make it look easy. Yeah, I mean, the, the developers were there actually doing it, weren't they, as well, yeah. creating a game that had yeah. a. Look like a poo fish, but they kept calling it a starfish. Yeah, but, but but they're so used to it, they make it look easy. Yeah, and they forget that that's a skill. Well, and the other thing I thought was quite interesting when they were explaining what they were doing on screen, he was going that fast. Unbelievable. You would you would have never have understood what he even was doing. Put some stairs. Yeah, yeah. In, and it was and he so was just difficult. flying around using two move controllers. So, so what I've what I've learned from that is that it's going to be really hard. Yeah. So you still still the snooker game? Yeah, I still want to make my snooker game. Yeah. Um, I still want to have a go at it, but it's just going to be really difficult. Yeah, I mean, I played... The learning curve is like... I played the Media Molecule Created Pool game. Yes. Which was... I don't think that was at EGX last year. I don't remember seeing the pool game. No, no, the pool game was created a few months ago. Yeah. It was was all right, but it was was very bare bones. Right. It looked nice, like the wood textures and all that kind of stuff looked kind of cool, and it did look like you were in this old drawer room yeah but the there was a line to the ball but no line from it so it was hard to know where you yeah it, it really was reliant on you to play like a proper pool player sure. yeah. and I got I got a couple of balls in the pockets but it wasn't easy no and there didn't seem to be any power sort of control or no. spin or anything I'm guessing like that. these are things you can add Maybe they take time. Maybe they take time. Yeah. I mean, look how long it took me to to move some stairs. Surely. Yeah, a long to time. To add a power bar, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. It's yeah, gonna it be. Is, I think to, to create a game in, in Dreams is gonna be really really difficult. We did we did play a game you were good at though, didn't we? Just just before we did we with a corgi. Cor- Probo corgi. Was it Robo corgi or Probo. something? Probo corgi. Probo corgi. Probo I get that. So yeah, probably yeah. it was a schmup. The thing is, when you're at one of these shows 
and the developers go, oh my god, you're the first person to complain. No, they didn't. They didn't say the that thing, at all. No, right, or the, oh, oh, we've been trying to finish this all day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's basically bullshit. For please buy our game. Yeah. You're so good at it. It was only a demo, though, wasn't it's, it? It's, it's a PR tactic. Yeah. That they do. Yeah. But anyway, it was okay. Look, you got your name on the board. What do you? Th- and for, to be fair, you were the second highest scorer on the leaderboard yeah, on the game. True. So you did all right. I did all right. Um, what do What do you think of EGX Rest at the Tobacco Dock? Um, How's your day been? I'll be honest. I'm, I, I, I'm struggling to figure out how you do three days here. It would yeah, it would be, it would be tough. We're, we're sort of, we've sort of seen mostly everything now. I don't, that's not true. We've seen everything we're interested in. Well, yeah, but we've there's not a whole. And ton there of stuff. is some fucking shit. Yeah, there is. There's, like there's that games. guy who grabbed me. Oh God, yeah, the, he made a, you play the, something. It was like a life simulator game. Very nice yeah. man. Very yeah. lovely man. But the game was boring yeah and I couldn't get away from it quick enough I know and he was he was giving you a lot of spiel I was trying to give him all the body language of like I, I, I want to get away I from knew you game. wanted to get away yeah yeah and then when you should have come up to me and gone Mike no, it your was, um, house is on fire it was way more fun watching you yeah. sort of sweat and it was a lot of reading it was a lot and I didn't know how to tell the <laughs> and man and you know what I loved the best was that fact that you weren't reading it but pretended you were so yeah you, I was like ah, so you paused for a bit on the bigger way? dialogue what's the quickest <laughs> to way to make it look like you were reading off this game <laughs> you know uh, but what do you, what do you think of the show overall I think it's in, I think the venue's quite a cool place it's a cool venue I don't know I don't, I don't know what to say I'm a bit like would you come again probably not no I think if you went to the, the main EGX yeah you, the stuff that's here is there but also yeah, all the get, other stuff. You do get a lot of repetitive yeah. stuff. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, Beyond there Blue... There are some good stuff. Yeah, here. Beyond Blue was here again today. Like I said, the, and yeah, there they've got new demos, so there's new, there was extra levels and stuff <laughs> that wasn't that weren't at EGX. And yeah. there's been a couple of games that were kind of interesting. Yeah. You know? Like, Close to the Sun's probably been the best thing I've seen here today. I mean, Snooker 19. Oh, Snooker, do you know, you've got to say, Snooker 19 was good. It was polished. It's, I mean, it's the, it's the game of the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Snooker 19 and Close to the Sun. And it was the first Close thing. To, it was first the first two, thing. First two games first we two played. Games. We, we, we peaked very early. We did. Um, we did. I think we're going to do a little bit more exploring. I'll tell you what else we did, did play, though. That was, that was pretty cool. That balloon game was good. You enjoyed that? I liked the balloon. You enjoyed that? No, but you did. Come on. You get a you get a power up of a submachine gun to blast the other person's you balloon or them. You fly around. I don't know. It, it was funny. It was a lot of fun. I quite like that. It was pretty bare bones. It was, say. but I liked it. I like little games like that because they're a bit crazy. It's, it's an interesting show, isn't it? Rest. Yes. It's, it's like what I do like about it is you get your developers right behind you, so you can cut. But the problem with that is when the game shit, yep. you're just like, oh fuck, they're behind me. So I've come off a game going, that's wank, and the developers there. And he's yeah. just like, I spent three what years. What do you think? Oh, it's sp- amazing. I spent, I spent three years on that. I know, yeah. What yeah. have I done with my life? Yeah. I mean, the change game was all right. My wife left me. <laughs> I've got no money left. Um, I think we're going to do a little bit more wandering around. Yes, we do. We're going to do a little bit more, see if we can get some uh, more interview developers. And yeah, stuff. we should do that. We should do that. It's tricky, though. Uh, but it's we'll, tricky. We'll, we'll see. I, did, I have actually said no. I'll tell you what I do want to play, actually. Go on. I would like to play the, the Goose game. Let's try that. Yeah, let's try the let's Goose try game. The, game. The, untitled goose. the Untitled Goose game looks kind of a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm, s- I'm standing here with Alex 
Uh, Alex, tell me what the game you're showing and where you're from. I'm from Birmingham. <laughs> As if that's not <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. It's right. like blind date, isn't it? I know, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I live in Leamington. I've been doing video games now for about twenty something years. Yeah. And, and um, so this game is sort of it's called Road to Guangdong, and it's sort of uh, it's sort of a driving simulator in a car. Say it again, Road to Road Gwang- to Guangdong. It's, um, Guangdong. So Guangdong is what used to be called Canton. So like if you've had Cantonese food, yeah, that's from the Guangdong region. Okay. Right? So it's right next to Hong Kong. I'm learning. Yeah, there you and, go. Pl- and playing video games at the same. That's the best combination of things, right? Yeah. Um, as long as you don't know you're learning. Yeah. Um, so what, what Road to Guangdong is, it's basically a walking simulator in a car. So it's sort of a buddy movie. Sure. Um, and, you, you know, the, the option, it, the opportunity to came, it's been an idea that I've wanted to make for ages. It's sort of a, a game that's a bit like a Wes Anderson film. Yeah. And um, pure fluke and circumstance conspired to make it a thing that might happen. So um, between me and a couple of friends who work for a publisher called Excalibur, we sort of cooked up the broad idea. And then we went and found um, a proper writer who's Chinese and yeah. could, like, help us do it yeah. in a way that would be you know culturally accurate yeah, and, yeah. and also you know she because she's a lady she brings like a whole angle to it that as middle class white men we would just not no, have the first yeah, idea about probably not the best people to write it well no especially not yeah no we're definitely not the right people to write a game about ladies set in China because none of us are ladies or Chinese so you know we, I think we did yet. Thing. yet 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 there is still time so it's a, it's a you described it when we walked here as a walking simulator with a car yes so what was the kind of drive now put intended <laughs> to sort of make the game because there's uh, and, and I don't mean it in a in a in a degrading way or anything like that. Um, but it's, there's not much like gameplay. There's not much game mechanics that I can see. Yeah, no, Correct so, me if I'm wrong. No, no, that's absolutely fair. And and so that's sort of that's sort of the whole point. So like, there's this tiny subgenre of game that depending on who you talk to it gets called the slow driving genre right or yeah. something else right. but so there was a game called Jalopy a couple of years ago which I think probably kickstarted it um, and and there have been other games that have come out since then that are broadly similar but so the, Excalibur were the publisher who did Jalopy and, and, and they liked it and lots of people liked it and it did well for them but the, sure. the developers of Jalopy seemingly weren't interested in um, doing a sequel so yeah. we sort of we, you know, we knew there was a gap in the market Excalibur were, were, were were sort of keen to fill that gap and I was keen to do a weird road trip game about look <laughs> so you just wanted is it, is it just this desire to sort of do something different yeah yeah I mean I've made I, so I used to work for Codemasters when I first worked in the industry so I've made a lot of racing games I've that makes sense because you're from because you're from yeah. Brumtown yeah <laughs> I'm from Wolves I know Codemasters are just down the road That's knocking it. out those F1 games or well so yeah I worked on Conor McRae Rally and took a touring yeah. car so it was a bit before they got the F1 license yeah but um, and, you know and then we, we you know we left and I, I still worked on racing games after I left Codemasters so so you're familiar with cars yeah very much so yeah. But yeah. yeah so what you've done is <laughs> you've gone fuck the, the, the high speed car racing yeah, let's slow is, it down let's do a game where if you drive faster than 55 your car falls apart yeah, yeah so that's let's, basically it so like yeah this game is literally about driving around in, in, in China in the 90s with a grumpy old lady who tells you off for driving fast yeah and sort of um like deep-seated family grudges and and writing wrongs, that, yeah. you know, and, and just sort of making peace with in, in amongst a family that's sort of divided. So it's sort of more of an emotional journey sure. rather than a, and, and you know, it's very much about the journey rather than the mechanics. <laughs> well, Alex, thanks so much for talking to us. You're more than welcome. Uh, it looks like a very different game. I think Stewie's going to be into this. Oh my god! So and it's coming out on Xbox when? It's, well, so it's going into early access in mid-May. Yeah. And then it'll be coming out on I'm Xbox at the down. same time as it finishes in early access on the PC. Okay. So that's probably late July, early August. Uh, pretty we, soon. We don't have a specific date. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Although this is sort of alpha right now, finishing it off shouldn't take us long. Okay.
He says. <laughs> he says with a with a wry <laughs> smile. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cheers, Alex. Thanks for talking. You're more than welcome. Failure. By the temperature. So, yo. End of the day. End of the day. We are sitting in a. I don't know what it is. Ritaza. 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 In Euston uh, train station. Made fresh. Okay. Made to okay. travel. Okay. All right. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, Ritaza in Houston train station. Just had another coffee. That's two coffees I've two had today. Coffees. If I have more than two coffees, yeah. I get a little bit queasy. <laughs> yeah. I start to get the shits. Really? Yeah. She's <laughs> true. She's. I'm gonna sit next to you on a tray. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm worried now. I'm worried. Um, so, reflection of EGX Brest 2019. Yeah, I'm gonna say similar to what I said earlier, which I think like. Three days is too long. I think well, you, we haven't done three days. No, we haven't. But if you, if I'd have purchased, right? And I know we get a press pass, so we don't have to pay for it. But if I'd have purchased a press pass for three days, or purchased a proper ticket, should I say, for three days? Yeah. I think it'd have been like after day one, thinking, "What am I going to come back what for tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, what am I coming back if, for?" Even with the big, big EGX. Yeah. You know, we've never done four days. No. We've done three, and three is enough for yeah, the big one. Yeah, it is. So. And by day three, you're still struggling to sort of go and look at something. Well, but I think the difference, the difference with Res and EGX is EGX, you spend a lot of time queuing up for the big games. Yeah. And you might spend an hour, an hour and a half per game queuing up. Whereas at Res today, you could pretty much get on anything yeah. within 10, 15 minutes. The only, the only games that took a little bit of time was anything VR. Yeah. The title Goose game was quite, quite there a was, There was one game that had the biggest queue, yeah. and it was a driving simulator right and the reason why it had the biggest queue is it because it was in one of those fully stocked simulator co- uh, seats was that VR or was it just big screens and VR as yeah. well yeah so you had the VR and, you and it moved and you're in you're in a chair that moves with yeah. hydraulics and that I mean, look, I'm not a fan of driving games but I'd have a go on that well I must admit they had that app where we're going next week arcade club not, not the hydraulics but a proper sitting yeah VR sort of driving, driving game and it is the weirdest thing, right? Because yeah. the first time I went on it, and it was um, trying to think which game it was. Can't remember now. But it was one of those sort of ultra-realistic driving simulator-type things on PC. Yeah. And um, the first time I was about to crash, I was actually bracing myself for the impact. Yeah. Because obviously my mind was tricked into thinking, actually, you know, there's going to be something. And, and there wasn't even any rumble feedback in the controller, so it was a bit weird. Because <laughs> it just, like, hit the barrier and that was it, but yeah. bounced off. Yeah. But you, you're almost tricked into thinking that you're going to yeah. hit something. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I think it, I thought it was all right. It's, it, it's nice to be able to stand behind a game for 10 minutes and then actually play it rather yeah. than yeah, at yeah. the big EGX you are waiting for hours sometimes. Yes. Uh, you could argue that some of the indie game sections are quieter at the bigger EGX but still yeah. like, it was good. It was. Um, I don't know how many people were there. It was quite weird. There was quite was a, a few. Lot. There was quite a lot but it was they seem well spread out. Yeah. I think at EGX, what you tend to find, the bigger games, everyone sort of congregates in those areas, whereas today, it just seems to be an even spread across but every also, area. It's, it's, it's at the Tobacco Docks is a venue where you can't see everything. It's all corridors. No, it's like little rooms. So, so it looks like there's not many people there, but there is yeah, yeah. loads of people there. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a good event. I just don't think... I can't see myself going every year. No. It's probably like a by-year thing. Yeah. I could see I could see us going, like, not next year, year after. Yeah. And just go, hey, let's, let's try it again. Why not? It's a day out. Yeah. It's interesting, but I just, I just don't think... I, I think, think it's, year might be yeah, right, I think it's cool that they showcase it, but... 
yeah, like I said, I think it, it, it almost feels like you just need one day, really, and go on, you know, just go on a day just to, like, to do it. As, as lovely as the, some of the, the, the developers are, and it's really interesting to talk to the developers. Oh, yeah. But there are some, some really good games, but there's also some turd games, and you just yeah. kind of feel like, is this ever going to, like... You see, it was, it was real, I got collared by a guy with a game called Starbeard. Yeah. And it was a match three game. Yeah. And he sort of obviously, you know, he saw the press pass dangling and was like, oh, you want to come and play my yeah. game? And he had it on a tablet and he unplugged the tablet and then the tablet shut down. So he was like, oh, uh, yeah. huh, can't can't play it on the tablet. And I was like, all right, never mind, that's fine. Fine. You know? And I was about to go and he's like, no, no, I can still play it on the laptop. Oh, shit. So then I was, and it was, it was actually all right. It was all right. Yeah. But... You haven't travelled here to play a match. No, and how many match three games can you... Re- I mean, it had, like, an aesthetic of Overcooked. Yeah. But you, you did the, it was weird, because, like, unlike um, a normal match three game, there's not things constantly coming down. No. So you could, it's just static, and you just move things around to match three. Yeah. And then you have three turns per go, and then more stuff comes down when you end your turn. So that's when he puts another line of stuff in. Um... Yeah, it's a match three game. It's a match three game. So what happens with EGX Resto, I think, is that it's harder to sort the good games from the bad games. Yeah. Because you are going to, if you're not careful, get dragged onto a game where... You, you just can't think of a way to get off it. Yeah, that uh, happened to you big time. Yeah, big time. There was yeah. a sort of life simulator game, and I wanted to to end my life uh, while playing <laughs> it. Looked it so weird. He was a very nice man. I don't want to be was. mean, but I also want to be honest and just yeah. say it, looked, it, it wasn't great. And, it, and it's, it's also not a game that demos well anyway, because no. it's one of these games... Like, you, you could argue that Stardew Valley doesn't demo well because it's a game where you sit yeah, there but and I think it. Yeah, that, that's, that is true, but I think if you played 10 or 15 minutes of Stardew Valley, yeah, you, you would know convinced. the quality of that game Yeah, straight I mean, it away, was early, that you? life simulator. Yeah, 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 you he, did, he did you say wouldn't. it was really early. I mean, you are seeing games at all sorts of stages. There was literally oh, yeah. people patching their game while we was playing. There were. It was ridiculous. There were. Um, so... I don't know. Yeah, I played a game, the, the Meridian line we just mentioned earlier, and that crashed, didn't it? Yeah. And uh, basically there was a piece of dialogue that I should have played saying yeah. the code to a gate, which did just didn't happen. Yeah. So I'm wandering around, and the guy comes up saying, like, well, have you not got the code to the game? I'm like, what code to what gate? And he's like, huh, yeah. oh, I've got a bug. So he restarted. It did work the second time he restarted the game, but the first time round, I was just wandering around trying to figure out what I was meant to do yeah. next. Yeah, it didn't trigger an audio. Yeah, it didn't trigger an audio. But the, the other thing with that is it, the audio file, it didn't record that. So had I not got the number memorised, I wouldn't have, <laughs> still wouldn't have been able to get through the gate because it, it didn't just stay on screen for me to, you know, or automatically input the numbers, which is fine. Yeah. But so the second time I actually walked up to the gate to wait for the audio bit to come on with the numbers so on but then further on in the game they, they did it a bit more cleverly with black light and sort of yeah you know so it was a bit more interesting the way that they, they'd done the, the stuff but yeah I'll be interested to see what that finished game is like and whether it's as cool as the premise you, you are playing games at all sorts of different states yeah and that was quite empty and, and but like yeah. you're playing some games that are really like oh this is going to be out next week yeah then you've got some games that are like this isn't this isn't going to be out for like 2021 yeah. And you've got this like mix. Well, I mean, that's, stuff. I mean, going back to Close to the Sun, which is one of the, you know, my yeah. most interesting games that I've played today. Apart from Snooker 19. Apart from Snooker. But that was fully finished. Yeah. You know, that was coming out and that was fully finished, yeah. you know, and, um, 
yeah, where you can say, like, you can tell, in, and they've obviously got some funding from Unreal and Epic yeah, yeah. have given them some money and they're doing well, and, you know, it's in a massively impressive game for an indie developer. Yeah. But other games, like you say, I just feel a bit unfair. I mean, you played a game, which we didn't mention earlier, where it, it had, like, a kiddie's toy steering wheel control, yeah. which is kind of a gimmicky, yeah. but it, it, it looked pretty it was bad. Pretty bad. It, was it just bad. didn't look and good. I, I came off it going, that was shit, and then I realised the developer was behind me. Yeah, and they had, like, I, I don't know what the, the point of the game was, but they had, like, a piece of paper on the thing with a map on it, and it's, yeah. like, add to the map as you discover yeah, stuff. Weird. I ain't going to look at the fucking piece of paper. I was just like, what, what, did, what is the point, though? What is the point? I think our train is ready to go. Oh yeah, it's we better go. We better go. Okay, so today is the day after. Stuart's gone. It's Sunday. Uh, we didn't record after any more after that. So uh, I hope you enjoyed the EGX rest coverage. Um, and yeah, you know, normal uh, show will resume, I suppose, after this. Uh, we'll be making a video. We'll be making more of an effort to get it out uh, sooner, so check out the YouTube channel for that. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Goodbye.